You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Well, hide the hash bread and warm up the impulse engines because we are back. It's Monday night. It's 7 p.m. Pacific and it's 10 p.m. Eastern and it's Mission Log Live. I'm Norman Lau. If you haven't seen me before, but I think you have. And uh, you know what? We're back in business because business is good, as the saying goes. It's been a while since uh, we've had uh, our Mission Log Live. It's actually been since somewhere in March. I haven't actually looked that up, but I know it's been somewhere in March. And uh, we are here for the live show. We're, we're actually just here to get everyone psyched up for a long line of Mission Log Lives that are coming up. We have Season 2 of Lower Decks. That's going to be coming up. We have Star Trek Las Vegas. That's going to be coming up. We have a lot of fantastic Star Trek that's going to be coming up. And to celebrate that with me and to get everyone's engines revved up, we have Holly Amos back in the chair. Hey, Holly, how are you doing? Hi. I'm not in a chair. I'm on a couch. Foot, same. Oh, <laughs> the illusion is broken. <laughs> no, I'm how not on a been? couch. What are you talking about? I'm on the bridge. Um, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here with everybody. Everybody in the chat. The, uh, the chat is lighting up like a Christmas tree or a warp core breach, however you want to take it. Uh, Christmas tree is what Chakotay would say. Um, my dad is saying, hi, hi, dad. Hey. <laughs> hey, Bob. Your Bob was first in the comments. He was. Always. Right? He's probably watching us on the big screen TV in their living room as well. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at who followed after Bob. Say, Bob, as the kids do it on the internet, when you make sure you're first, you say first. Then everyone else is jealous, and they're like, "No, I was first. No, I was first. But Bob was first. Uh, hello to Phil. Phil's here. Carlos. Um, someone named John Champion. Uh, he's here in spirit and on chat. Yeah, probably with his feet kicked up, hanging out somewhere, having fun. Uh, we have an invasion of Pauls. So we have three Pauls here. The Paul Fecta has joined us, which is fantastic. Love having the Paul Fecta here with us. Uh, David Takechi, hey, Dave, how you doing? Julie here, not Paul, um, just because she wrote that, which is also funny. And uh, wow. Yeah, Holly Nick's A- here. There's Holly Amos. She's here and in chat. Oh, I said hi in chat. Multitasking. Nick, Nick is here. He is from Star Trek Online at Cryptic Studios. Hi, Nick. Yay. Welcome, Nick. Peter, John, Arminio, sir. Welcome to have. Uh, welcome to have you. Welcome to have me. I'm so <laughs> excited to be. I'm getting tongue tied, you know, because it's live without a net is an interesting thing when you're doing these kind of shows. Because sometimes you know you know exactly what you're going to say. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get excited, and sometimes you get even more excited. I'm like beyond excited because of what we're going to talk talk about today. And I'm also like highly over caffeinated. Which is that is because thing. this is the fir- is this the first show that you've done when you've lived on the East Coast? It is. It is. Well, the mm-hmm. first Mission Log Live since um, on the East Coast. Actually, you know what? Uh, people may not know this, but um, since March of this year, uh, I've moved from Southern California to Gainesville, Florida. So if you hear anything about like Florida man and you don't see pictures, it may or may not be me. So I, I just don't, I don't want anyone to be confused if you don't see a picture of that Florida man doing Florida things. Cause it's a thing like Florida people, things are a thing, right? <laughs> I can't get too much more descriptive than that. 
uh, or else it may indict me in some way. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you are um, very late then. This is your first time working the show at 10 p.m., so don't yeah. fall asleep. I won't. That's why I'm over-caffeinated. I have my Janeway cup with me. There's coffee in this nebula for sure. Definitely in this cup. Cold Do you coffee. really have coffee? Iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I thought that was a lie. I have alcohol. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I would admit, I would actually, I'd be drinking my whiskey. Like the, um, the fans on Patreon that watch the Patreon live stuff that we do uh, on our Discord, uh, they've seen me. Actually, people have actually seen me on the, on the live show for the podcast. They've seen me with my whiskey uh, tumbler. So they know, they know when, and they can hear when too. You know, that's why when I'm on the whiskey thing, I'm a little less tuned up, but now I'm on the caffeine thing. Now I'm highly tuned up. I'm just drinking beer, so I, I should be fine. Beer doesn't uh, really mess with me. So if anyone wants to call in, make sure that you click on the Zoom meeting link or use the one cap from your smartphone or give us a ring at 669-900-6833. That's 669-900-6833. Earl is standing by to take your calls. And we want to hear from you because we have a lot to talk about today. We have a lot of fun subjects to talk about, but a couple things that we want to bring up before we jump into uh, the topics for today. Next week on Mission Log Live, we're going to have the voice of Shax himself, Fred Tadasior. I pronounced that right. I think I said that right. I hope so. And I was going to let you pronounce it because I've only ever, I think I've only ever read his name. By the way, he's not just that character from Lower Decks. He's also done some voices of, of Klingons too, in some of the films. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Awesome. He's a, like, he's a hardcore voiceover artist. So he was actually coached by Mark Okrand himself. Ooh. The, uh, That's the, exciting. the Klingon linguist. Yes. The literal, like it, well, what, I guess you could, you would say that he's the inventor of the Klingon language. If I can get geeky here for a moment. Trivia. Go for it. Do it. Um, so we actually don't hear, I think I've said this before on the show, we actually don't hear the Klingon language at all in the original series. The first time right. we hear it is in the motion picture, but it's gibberish. Mm-hmm. It's gibberish that was sort of put together by Jimmy Duhon. Um, and then in Star Trek three, because Leonard Nimoy directed it, he wanted it to be a fleshed out language. That's when Mark got hired, but he sort of based it on the guttural noises that Duhon had come up with. So the fleshed out language is Mark. Because uh, Mark Leonard, he just said, da, like that, you know, it just kind of like cleared his throat. He's like, mach, you know, yeah. fire, you know, or something. But like it, that. I mean, it was very, you know, guttural, like German-ish, that sort of thing. So, I mean, they, they played off of that. But what he says, it's, it's, it's gibberish. It's not actually like what became the fleshed out language. For mostly a next generation and, and forward, right? Yes. Well, from Star Trek 3 forward. And that yeah. was because Leonard Nimoy being Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> wanted it to be an actual language. <laughs> oh, it makes sense. You know, I mean, that's Bless Leonard thing. Nimoy. You got all the cultural, you know, attachments going on with the Klingons in Star Trek three. You know, you got the nice like duster that Krug wore, you know, you had the Klingon armor a little bit more like actually a little bit more refined since Star Trek, the motion picture, that kind of yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. disruptors and all that. Um, that's awesome. Okay. Well, so that's my geekiness. And uh, Nick calls you out nerd. Uh, okay. like, a, like, like in Life Simpsons, nerd, right? 
<laughs> so yes, we're gonna so we're gonna have Fred on the show next week, and then this week on Mission Log Live, uh, Mission Log Live. This week on Mission Log, on the podcast, we are going to be talking the finale of season six for Deep Space Nine: Tears of the Prophets. It's a very sad episode. Things happen in that episode. <laughs> Things happen. Well, I don't want to steal my own thunder. I, I want people to listen to the show. But I think that a lot of people who know the show or have watched Deep Space Nine or have kind of like been, you know, in the fabric and the social media space know a big thing happens in that episode. And we'll talk about that on the podcast. And you'll hear that drop this Thursday on Mission Log. So make sure that you have your podcast catcher set up to catch that. So tonight, tonight we're going to be doing um, some fun topics. We're going to be talking about Lower Decks. Season two, which premieres on August 12th. Yes. But at the same time, the same time that Lower Decks drops, Star Trek Las Vegas is going to be happening August 12th through August 15th. I'm I'm glad you know those. No, that doesn't sound. Well, maybe. I don't know. Full disclosure, guys. I'm not going to Las Vegas this year. Oh, we'll miss you. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a lot going on in the world and, um, I don't think it's a secret that that show is now unlicensed. It's actually technically called the 55 year mission now. Um, and I am very much looking forward to Chicago next year, which is the next official event, but yes, I am not attending Las Vegas this year. I've been corrected in chat. Uh, David Takechi, thank you so much. Eight, uh, August 11th through August 15th. That sounds right. Because I yeah. was like, you said the dates, and I was like, I feel like we're off. You're off by a day because it's usually four or five days. So I'm usually off by a day anyway. I could have sworn that the day was Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know why. Again, like I think the, the caffeine is making me time travel in so many different ways. But yes, August 11th through August 15th, that's going to be Star Trek uh, Creation Con in Las Vegas. Uh, John and I will be there. Mission Log Live will be representing the Roddenberry Podcast Network. So stop by, say hi. Uh, buy me a drink or two or several and I'll buy you some. Yeah. Buy several drinks, buy, buy several drinks, buy all the drinks. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, I actually even may be investing in a smoking jacket and bringing some premium cigars because I do that kind of thing. Is it going to be like, can can it be like, can it be like data smoking jacket when he's Sherlock Holmes? It could be, it could be, it very well could be quilted maroon. It's very pretty. I'll have to look on Amazon and see what I can get because it just <laughs> popped into my head that I needed something like that. But let's talk about Lower Deck Season 2. Uh, the topic for Lower Deck Season 2 is, did you like what was happening in Season 1? Did it meet your expectations? This is for everybody out there. Uh, did it meet your expectations? What did you like? What did you dislike? And what do you want to see in Season 2? What do you want to see more of, less of? So think about those kind of answers uh, when you're calling into Earl, or you can put him in the chat. Holly, what are you looking forward to in more, season two? More of the same. I loved the first season. <laughs> I, I was so excited that there was going to be something that was a little bit sillier, but that was still considered canon. Mm-hmm. I love all of the references. I know that, you know, for, for, more like armchair fans like they might not understand some of the references but you can still understand like what's going on in the entirety of the episode with even without those references 
the last episode of the first season, I watched that three or four times rapid fire. It was so good. All the references, I, I still will just endlessly laugh at that episode. So um, I want more of the same. I'm wondering if uh, if Mike McMahon has taken kind of like an aggregate of like all of the feedback that has come from the fans and from social media, and if that's influenced him in any way in crafting like what he thinks he should bring to this season. Do you think I mean, that's something that's on his mind? I suspect, yes. Full disclosure, I, I know Mike. Um, Mike actually... And I know that he pays close attention to Twitter, too. Mike actually got his start, like, with the Star Trek brand because he was running a season eight TNG parody Twitter account. And then CBS made a deal with him to write a book, which became a book called Warped, which I helped with. And then that led into him getting the lower decks when he pitched it to CBS. So uh, I know that he pays close attention to Twitter. um, And he is a huge fan and has been for like the entirety of his life. So I do think that, you know, coming from a fan standpoint that he probably is taking into consideration what other fans are saying, what they want more of and what they maybe disliked. There was very little that I disliked. I guess I'm easy to please. (laughs) I I did buy the steelbook version of that and I haven't had a chance to like look at it yet, but what I liked about what I liked about it, once it settled in, I really liked where like they actually had really good character progression for Mariner and Boimler, Mm -hmm. you know, well, actually for all the characters, but those two in particular for me. So I always thought it was just going to be just kind of like these one off kind of a silly, uh, you know, very entertaining, very energetic shows. But, you know, uh, there there was a really nice through line, you know, for the majority of the characters on the show, which I really liked. And, you know, they're they're fun. They're easily digestible episodes. Oddly enough, they actually do have morals, meanings, and messages. You know, when you're right. Really- That's the other thing that I think um, a lot of people felt like maybe would go missing in an animated show. I mean, I don't know why the animated series back in the '70s, although you know, obviously other people are in charge of the franchise now, but even the animated series in the in the '70s still had some really great messages that went along the lines of the live shows. So. Yeah. Um, I was not surprised at all that there was, you know, morals and messages that w- that we're used to in the live live productions. I just want to see Mariner say again, mm, so ethical. I died when I saw that the thirst was real, right? Yeah. But I'm I'm also like, I don't know if anybody watches the boys that Quaid yeah. is in, mm-hmm. but I watched that right after and I I love him so much. Yeah, he, he's actually my favorite part. I thought Carl Urban would be my favorite part of the boys, but it was uh, Jack Quaid. I really yeah, Jack just... Quaid is fantastic, and yeah. I, you know, he's he fully admitted that he wasn't really a fan of Star Trek, and now he's a huge, huge fan of Star Trek because he's been involved with it. You know, he's wearing his little hat and shirts, Star Trek converted. Yeah, <laughs> converted through work. It's just kind of it's kind of funny. I'm going to read a couple of the uh, responses here for that question. So. Uh, we have Phil Huffman says, same, more please, much like yourself, Holly. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Perez says, I love watching it over and over, seeing different things every time. Yeah. I, I love that. Rediscovering just new things in something that you think that you know fairly well, things that just pop up. Uh, John Cooley says, um, oh, I'm sorry. That's about John. <laughs> uh, I think John, John Cooley from Anovos. Let's Hi, see. John Cooley. Alan Perry says, Lower Decks is my favorite new trek. I'm with Holly on what needs to change. 
uh, more and more. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Michael Northness says cameos are fun, but I would like more backstory on the characters to build a new foundation. Do you think we're going to get that in season two? Um, I think so. I think that the first season was a little bit of an experiment, right? Because we haven't had an animated series since, again, since the 70s. Uh, the animated series was 73, 74. So, you know, I think they needed to know that it was doable before they really dive into these characters' backstories. So I think that's something that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to get them something com- like contemporary just to get them going. And then you can start filling in certain things. I mean, we did see like a little bit of Mariner's backstory here and there. Yeah, her mom. Little, that was a good yeah. reveal. Yeah, um, and the flashback to Deep Space Nine, which is mm-hmm. which was cool. You know, I like seeing Mariner in the Deep Space Nine grays. I got to rewatch it. I got to rewatch it before season two airs. Uh, I did find John <laughs> Cooley. So John Cooley says, I just want an episode of Lower Decks where they're stuck in the 2260s, quote unquote, those old scientists. Yeah. POS. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do that. That's the beauty of the animated series is that like you can do that and not have any of the issues that live shows have where, you know, the actors age like normal people. True so, enough. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's take some calls. We have the callers lining up hot and heavy here. So on board here, we have Chris. What's happening, Chris? Pipe a mineral. Hey. Hey guys, hey. Look, he's, he's in the lower decks. I'm, I'm in the Cerritos bar with my you... adult adult beverage. If I can get it to not phase out of reality, maybe. You have maybe to hold not. it nope. hold it in front of your face. There, 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 there we go. go. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, my adult beverage. Um, <laughs> God, everyone's adult beveraging. I'm so sad. <laughs> but no, great to see you guys. Excited to get back in the groove here as we, as you said, ramp up into what should be a very exciting summer. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm hyped for Lower Deck season two. I really want more Tendi backstory. That's my my wish. Tend- okay, yeah. I, people really love her. I've seen a lot of cosplays of her, and they're always super impressive. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I just the whole idea of her being an Orion and like, how did she get here? And like, because the Orions have always been sort of like one note and almost stereotypical. And to see such an interesting character played so wonderfully by Noel, it's like I want to learn more about her um so yeah very excited for lower decks season two my other kind of like half joking half serious wish list thing is that alex kurtzman keeps saying he wants to do a musical episode of discovery you should do a musical episode of lower decks i think that's easier that's an easier sell is like that's the place to do it so yes alex if you're listening do it on lower decks we'll watch it's fine i mean he could do it on both yeah is he saying that for Discovery because of all the people that are in Discovery that have literally been in musicals? Yeah, that's part of it. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, an animated... Let's, let's just have all the shows have musicals. But that's because I did musical theater when I was a kid, and I would love that of every of all of the series. Sure. So, Chris, um, are you having any nachos or perhaps a tostada you know, in, the, in, the guest, in the mess hall? Uh, I I think, no, the the good stuff, um, my other favorite, like, side character on Lower Decks, it's all about the paella, my guy, okay? Dr. Giglio and the paella, that's where it's at. It's a beautiful metaphor, and it's also an excellent dish, okay? They're such good lines! (laughs) (laughs) Completely forgot about that. I gotta go back. Uh, Someone in the chat said, is there a steelbook? There's a steelbook of Lower Decks? Yes, there's a steelbook of Lower Decks. I know, because I dropped it on my toe today cleaning out my closet uh, why is yeah. it already in your closet you should be rewatching it i bought i 
did I buy the seal book? I don't know what I bought. I have it. I don't know which one I bought though. I was putting together furniture today so I could put it like, you know, premiere it like in, in the front part of my man bridge here. Right? Uh-huh. And then I had, I had it, it was so, it was so beautiful and shiny and slippery that just slipped out of the stack of DVDs that I had. I had a box set of Enterprise that I had to put on there, my box set of Voyager getting ready, and then Lower Decks was on top. And I turned really quickly and it just kind of like slipped and it fell and hit my toe. So that's a reminder. It was saying, you better watch me like soon, right? So what else is going on, Chris? Like, what, <laughs> what, what else do you want to see on, on Lower Decks? Now, we've talked about Mariner. We've talked about Boimler. We've talked about Tendi now. But what about... Uh, what, uh, you can talk about what you want on Discovery Season 4 or Prodigy as well. Prodigy, yeah, Prodigy. is intriguing. Um, I'm mainly intrigued by Prodigy because I, I, the showrunners are the guys who did a Netflix show called Troll Hunters. Hatemans! Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Troll Hunters was really good. The first couple seasons starred um, the late beloved Anton as the lead, which is why I started watching it. But it's just mm-hmm. a really good show. And so if they're behind it, you know, I'm willing to give anything a shot. But I'm especially like I, I have confidence that these are the guys who are sort of in the in the chair, so to speak. So big class question, Chris, before we let you go, because we have a lot of people lined up here. What am I going to see your like your, your patented trademark headgear again? <laughs> oh yeah, you're not wearing see. anything. I, I know. Well, I it's hard. You can't. There. This this is my Papa Rikers Pizzeria shirt. Oh um, yeah. Okay. So I do have Great. That. Um, I will try to break it out. I got to bring it to Vegas. It's getting even more topical. Dune is coming out this October. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm on the pulse of the happening right. things, so it, it'll make an appearance. Don't you worry. See, I'm down with the fact that Riker probably makes an excellent pizza. You know, because he has. You know the whole setup and stuff like that. I am not down with the whole bunny corn thing because I have bunnies, and I can't I can't endorse that. You know. But do you truly know what a bunny corn is? Well, it looks like a bunny, right? They, I mean, he had like like the leg of it, like on his counter. I thought when he was making it, it was some kind of animal. Yeah. I can't so. do it. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> if he makes a really good margarita pizza, I am all down for it. All down. <laughs> All right, buddy. So uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, good to see you. Good to see you, as always, on all of the video chats that we do. All right. All right. Good seeing right. you guys. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Cheers. Have a good one. All right, man. You too. All right. Who we have up next? We have Paul. One of the Pauls. One of the Pauls. And Paul, who do we have with us tonight? Oh, this is our cat. This is the scone. The scone? The scone. That's like Urgh. literally the cat's name is the scone. Uh, he's pumpkin scone, actually. Oh, I wanted that to be part of his name. Like, I wanted that to be on official paperwork. <laughs> um, I think it is, actually. Um, <laughs> he, my wife's a, a veterinarian, so he's he's had several names over time. He's a little squirmy tonight. It's awfully hot here. Um, who's going to be our next next-gen person on uh, Lower Decks that we're going to see? Who do you want to see? Yeah, it's a good question. Who do you want to see? Uh, I've I'm expecting Q, right? Weren't we sort of given that? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that one's out there, though. I thought you were talking about like who we might not know about. Yeah, you know well, it'd be cool. Yeah, you know, maybe that's maybe that's our segue into the musical. Maybe Q can snap his fingers and have everyone start singing and dancing. And I mean, then you, you can want, do that, right? and then you want Worf to be there singing. In yeah, Quinoa. Worf with Worf doing a, a a ballet number with Gates. You know, that would be hilarious. Oh I only God. do opera. 
Klingon opera. <laughs> yeah, with Gates McFadden, you know, in toe shoes. And and Sirtis doing um doing yoga in front of him or something. I, oh my god. Can you see like cute like forcing Worf to do like like high step can can stuff with Gates? They you know, with would closure? no. They're tear a muscle. That would kill it. That would just oh. no on the animated. On, on, I mean, I, I mean, I still feel like <laughs> that should be in the animated. Like they can't kick that high. They're gonna, yes. they're gonna oh my pull God. hamstring. I, I like the musical idea. I give that two thumbs up. With uh, yeah, with Gates and Worf. Let's see what else I got in here. Um, I just want an episode where I don't have to watch it twice to hear it because they. I, I turned it on last night just to sort of catch up. Wow, is it fast? Yeah. Like, oh my god! I think they speed everybody up. It's like, good lord! It's like crazy fast. So that is that is a style, though. If you watch some of some other of like Mike's stuff, that's sort of a style. I also feel like that's sort of a generalized style of a lot of animated shows. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of Bob's Burgers, and I feel like they speak really quickly too. I mean, you could make the excuse it's a half hour show instead of an hour and they just have to shove everything in, but I just yeah. I feel like that's just an animated style right now. Yeah, I get it, but wow. Are you I mean, really upset that you have to watch it twice though? Oh no. No, I watch it three or <laughs> four times. I mean it's it is hilarious because you pick up so much and in the background I, I really want the shoes with the logo so when I walk in the mud I leave the track logo up over. We gotta right? have those out at you know, at least by Chicago. And and that's yeah. my last point. Has um have you really looked at the website of Read Pop for that Chicago con? I've seen nothing on so, there I mean, have been worked on officially licensed shows, they're still really far out. Um there's a lot of stuff that can't be finalized and I think that COVID is obviously um complicating that. Read Pop has done a Star Trek show. They did Missions New York in two thousand sixteen. Um just right before the the uh, 50th anniversary so it was in early september um so they know what they're doing i can vouch for them yeah yeah no i love read pop i've been to a lot of their shows uh c2e2 and uh, seattle are excellent just excellent yeah. shows but i just I, I think it's a little bit too early for them to have anything up on the website i'm not surprised yeah they have just um uh wesley crusher right he's he's yes. there as their spokesperson and he's going to be fantastic so i just i would expect to see a guest by now but anyway that's everything i got let's let alan chime in it's great to see you holly yay good to see you too i'm glad that you're going to chicago so i will see you in chicago yeah and i'll be in vegas too to see norman to buy him several drinks i think excellent cat <laughs> says all the bunnies no bunny corn here either yay good to see you paul thanks for calling in my friend all right take care Colors are hot and heavy coming in with Alan. Alan's in the lower decks too. Yeah. Love it. I feel like I've been here for like six months. I think this is how I left you guys too. Probably. I mean, listen, yeah. anim- the animated series lends well to zoom backgrounds. It's yeah, it's nice. It's clear. You get, you get all the, you know, nice. It, it pops well. <laughs> so, Alan, yeah. is that a Zeppelin houses of the Holy shirt? I can't see uh, it. It's, uh, it's the Target um, US 77 tour. Nice. Which it's, you know, uh, if it were real, it would be old as me, but uh, I've had it for like two weeks. So shout out to my mom, who is a big Led Zeppelin fan, and I'm sure appreciates your shirt. <laughs> I do. Awesome. I do enjoy Led Zeppelin. That's, you know, you know, a little, you know, it, it, it's good stuff. So I'm not okay. going to complain. I wouldn't have bought it if I didn't actually like them too, but it is sadly Target. 
So you got a cool shirt at Target. Holly, you said that your shirt comes from Kohl's. Yeah, so Kohl's. Um, <laughs> man, I've had a Kohl's credit card since I was like 17 years old. Like my mom put me on her account and I love Kohl's, even though it's, I don't know, some of my friends make fun of me. But Kohl's has a lot of officially licensed Star Trek stuff and a lot of it is exclusive to them. So this is a, a women of Star Trek Razorback. Dig it. And it's uh, it's fun. I have a few things from Kohl's. Um, they they got some they got some nice designs out of the licensing department. So I got to do not, more department store shopping. I did not see uh, Star Trek stuff when I went there, so I will have to make a. Uh, most of it is on. Most of it is online. They don't have a lot of stuff in store, oh. which doesn't surprise me. So go go to the website. Go to Kohl's. <laughs> so, Carlos and Chad goes off to Kohl's. There you go. Yeah, can we uh, Kohl's? Can Kohl's sponsor us? I'm plugging them right now. Let us know what you find. <laughs> Yeah. So we're looking forward to in, uh, in, in season two of Lower Decks or any of the other shows that are coming up, because uh, I know, yeah. I know, I mean, by your background, obviously you're a big Lower Decks. I, you know, I feel oddly kind of a little, a little uh, possessive about this show in a way, because this is what got me to subscribe. Uh, I, I hadn't been a, a CBS slash Paramount plus, plus yeah. uh, subscriber until uh, this came around. And it just happened to, premiere right when they were doing like their free month promotion and i was like well you know maybe in some small way some some part of the algorithm will be like oh he signed up for this maybe we should uh you know if if enough people did that that would sort of indicate interest in the show because i figured you know there were probably a lot of trekkies who did sign up for discovery when it first started up and did sign up for Picard. So I was like, well, I guess I get to be the lower decks guy, but yeah, I loved it. I loved the comedy. I loved the irreverent aspect of it, but you know, it did feel like real Trek. Um, I am looking forward. Uh, I had just, I just rewatched the the promo clip before uh, you guys started tonight, just so I could sort of try to parse through some of the stuff and, Ambo Jitsu looks to there. There looks to be a little bit of that going on. Yeah, um, I saw there was there was a Mugato. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I don't think we're gonna be uh, you know hurting for Easter eggs uh, coming through. Yeah, I mean, um, even that, I sort of was like, should I watch this in slow motion? There's so many references just in the preview. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it does sort of fly by, um, you know, starting off with, I think the, the first line was like, ready for the sci-fi? And I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you know, I um, think that maybe at like, um, maybe in, in Chicago, I'll like run like a, an Ambu Jitsu class. Because that's pretty much like glorified <laughs> staff fighting. And I've, I've trained in, in both staff fighting. So mm-hmm. that could be super fun. Either that or a bat left class. Because I know gotta, people that actually fight with battles and, and sword fighting training, they'll they'll pull one out. I'm like, no, just no, just you don't gotta do in, it. You got to invent an illegal move just to pull it on people to put them in their place. Oh, it's a leg sweep move. Yeah, because it's it's so dishonorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not for me. I mean, that's that's how I won in Street Fighter. So you know, just you know, down D, <laughs> down D, down D. Who's your nerd- Who's your fighter in Street Fighter? Uh, I was probably, it's been a while, but I was probably a Blanca guy. And then maybe, uh, probably, uh, dude, dude, the leg sweep skill. It's leg sweep. 
It's leg Mortal sweep, Kombat. leg sweep. It's you got to yep. charge up the leg sweep, go for the sonic boom. You got to play Guile that way. Yeah. Well, now you guys are both wrong. Why? E Honda, you just hug everybody to death. Just bear hug, bear hug I everybody to death. I love it when I get hugged by E Honda. I'm just like I'm getting killed with kindness. <laughs> this is not about Star Trek anymore. Right. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I was actually good at Tekken, so <laughs> you know that's a uh, completely different animal. <laughs> all right, I'm wrangling you. I'm giving you the get back to Star Trek hook. All right. Uh, all right. That was but my yeah. fault. That was my no, fault. No, no. We've, we've covered t-shirts and, uh, and video games. I feel like I'm back in college. This is great. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, God, uh, you know, I, I'm interested to see how it's going to work, splitting up Boimler from the rest of the cast, uh, it obviously ended with, you know, the preview ended with him on the Titan with Riker and his cavalcade of uh, uh, jazz puns, which don't. In war, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, oh, don't. God. I'm, so I'm going to try to see how, how that fits into uh, my, my tableau. <laughs> but uh, I, I got to say, too, that uh, what I was, I think when we were talking about this at the end of the season, I was like, I want to say that I was pushing hard for pack led war. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I will, we'll have to see if that comes to fruition. That seemed like an obvious direction. Like these are now your big bads. The pack leads. Yeah. I so, mean, they've come so far. That episode, mm-hmm. like I was like, I mean, that that's, par for the course but also i kind of out of left field too wasn't it yeah yeah it's like <laughs> like oh no they're real <laughs> they're a real threat now that's crazy <laughs> sorry water oh it's not an Ooh. adult beverage no he broke the oh. chain yeah i'm sorry and for that you must die ah. or at least get cut off because we actually have to get on to other callers alan no sorry worries to to you. all right but it's good seeing you Good it seeing is, you again. It is always good to see you guys. And, uh, you know, here's for a good season. Yay. Here's hoping. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to get a great one. Yep. Yep. All right. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for calling in, my friend. Bye-bye. <clears throat> All right. Uh, before we get into David, David catches our next caller. I just want to let everyone know about a, a, a special promotion that we're going to be running here on Mission Log Live. So pay attention because there will be a quiz, I think. So season three of Star Trek Discovery is now on Blu-ray, DVD, and limited edition Steelbook for all you Steelbook fans out there. So the must-have collection features are all 13 episodes. It also includes over two hours of special features, including deleted scenes, behind-the-scenes featurettes, cast interviews, and a gag reel. I love gag reels. I love gag reels, reels? Yes, I love gag reels. Is it weird seeing them, like, you know, break and step out of character or do you look forward to something like that like every once in a while on a gag no i look forward to that like i'll i'll troll youtube for gag reels yeah i love (laughs) gag reels so i'll have to troll youtube if i have the blu-ray though Uh, true enough true enough and remember steelbook 2 for all you steelbook fans out there there are many in the uh in the chat room lower decks is on steelbook just remember that too so you can own star trek discovery season three on blu-ray and dvd now from cbs and paramount home entertainment now we have a contest that's going to be happening you can email contest at roddenberry.com 
with the secret password in the subject line. And that secret password is USS Nog. That's the only way to qualify to win a Star Trek Discovery Season Season 3 on Blu-ray. So remember, the email is contest at roddenberry.com and put this in the subject line of your email, the secret password USS Nog. The contest runs until the 29th. So we've got 10 days. Month. Yes. So do it now. Do it now. <laughs> USS Nog in the subject line. Okay. That's all of our housekeeping for this half of the show. On to David DeKechi, who is looking very studious, by the way, ish. He's reading. He's reading the Klingon dictionary. Oh, are you? <laughs> Hello. Hello, sir. <laughs> and welcome to Masterpiece Theater. I'm your host, yeah. Norman Lau. It's times like these, with weather like this, when I can use some nusva. Nusva. <laughs> yes, that there actually is a word for deodorant in Klingon. Is yeah. You guys know that I was in a I was in a uh, an escape room once, and it was like a geeky escape room. And one of the things was like that we had to decipher was Klingon, and there was that book was in the room, and I was like, I don't need it. <laughs> wow. That's really impressive. I have to use it. My team won because we did it faster than everybody else. Very good. <laughs> I remember seeing that book like in the old, the Walden books and the B. Daltons of yore when that came out. I was like piled like with like the two other Star Trek books they had, like the, the, the Rick Sternbach, Mike Okuda, Maroon Technical Manual and something else like Mr. Scott's Guide to the Enterprise, right? They were all uh, dog-eared. Like they never had like any mint copies. They were always like read through you know, bent corners. I have, my parents gave me the original series compendum, like, and I have it, it's right next to me, actually, and it's, it's beat up, too. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's when you mentioned Mark Okren, who actually is the author of this. He is. Book. And that was, that's 1984, 83, 84? Pretty old, yeah. Pretty old. Yeah. In any case, I've, return back to it every so often and it's fun it's fun to learn a new language even though you know i may not use it too much you never know when you're gonna have to win a panic room or escape room challenge that's true i also say bless you and cling on to people because it's funner than saying bless you in english can i put you on the spot you probably aren't on the spot if i asked you what's bless you and cling on oh she's advanced level Yep. I'm not as advanced as some, like, I mean, obviously, like, not Mark Okran level, like, but even, you know, some of the actors are above me now because they've had so much time with the language. But yeah, Duhos Mojage is, bless you, in Klingon. Duhos Mojage. Like that scene in Star Trek VI, if you recall, and it's Uhura, it's Scotty on the bridge, and uh, they're trying to talk to that uh, Klingon. Uh, yeah, and she has, like, yeah. the. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how they slip in that line. It's like, you cannot use the unit as a translator or it will be noticed. You are like, condemning okay. supplies and things. <laughs> it's a cool language, I'll have to say. But anyway, you know, I was uh, fiddling with trying to join, and I didn't even really catch. Why did you mention Mark Ron? Are you, you going to have him a guest on the show? Or? Oh, uh, no, the actor who, uh, Norman, you have to say his name again, because I'll mess it up. Fred Tadashore. Yeah. He's, he's Jax on Lower Decks, but he also did some Klingon voiceover for the films. And he was, he was uh, coached by Mark himself. 
okay. That's what that conversation was. Cool. The only <laughs> thing I know is Takba, Takbe. <laughs> no, you know Kapla and Nukne. I know. I know, but you have to listen to Shakespeare and the original Klingon. It's the only yes. way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hijacked by Klingon. All right, Dave. So Lower Deck Season 2, yeah. what are you looking for? Well, um, you know, I really have to do rewatch. It's like everybody was saying. I was thinking about just typing it in and not calling in, but um, it went by so fast, the first season. You know, everything was just so rapid. And I, I need to reabsorb that and see if any of that's going to play in the second season. I'm just, I'm looking forward to some original stuff. I know that we're going to have a lot of the references, you know, the things like the, the, uh, the Mugato that we saw in the preview, I think, uh, and the Anbu Jitsu that we saw. That, that's all very cool. But, you know, it's really cool to see original stories. And I know that they're probably thinking up some of that stuff whether it be the morals, means, and messages that you guys talk about or just something that um, advances their character. Right? Anything off the top of your head that you like, specifically want to see if you had kind of like a wish list? Um, I'd like to see more of – I know that the, it's about lower decks and this ship, but I'd like to see where is the Federation at this point. So I think we're going to see that hopefully with the Titan – um, hmm. what's going on. I think we're somewhere between next gen and, um, and, uh, maybe the first part of Picard. Yeah. We're yes. Yes. So how do we get there? You know, there's so much that, that I've developed as headcanon. I'd like to see that, that, that kind of stuff. But like I said, stories, I know there's going to be a lot of comedy. I think it's just a great warm up to, um, some of the bigger stories of the live action shows especially with comedy and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, is there anything specific that you can think of? Cause there's so many references that they, that they, they have. I mean, I can't think of anything. Were you a fan of it when you originally saw say like the first couple episodes or did it have to grow on you? I mean, Lord X. Yeah. Um, yeah. It definitely had to grow on me because, because I'm not much of an animation guy, mm-hmm. but um, I did enjoy it because there was always something new about it. Um, you know, peppered in with some of the references to the original Next Generation show. Yeah. So, I don't know. Looking forward to it. Um, other than that, uh, we'll just see how it goes. You know, I know that uh, the last time they did a lot of their voiceovers in, like, their closet at their house or something. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to see uh, how that, you know, how things have changed, how that creatively pans out. So I think, I think, they, did, I, I think they just did a great job at that. Um, doing something especially during a time in which you know production was tactically challenging so i think when we were um doing the interview with mike he said that they all had a very specific kit that was sent to them like everything was i guess pre-programmed and all the parameters were set so all they had to do was just kind of turn everything on so that everything that was you know you had the kind of quality that you needed for the the fidelity that they had to record to um but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's got to be challenging when you don't have that kind of energy, like being in the studio, either like playing off of different voice actors or just being like in the office, so to speak. Because sometimes that actually does add like a little bit to the enthusiasm and you get a little bit more out of the performances. So maybe being at home, you know, where there are a little bit more distractions or, you know, you could say like, okay, finally, everyone, like the kids are to bed. I can go to my studio and record, but I'm exhausted, you know, but I still have to bring the energy up because the energy in lower decks, especially in the voice acting is, it, you know, it's it's top notch. You know, you, you just feel like you're at least the voice actors feel like they're 
they're as they're on as as much caffeine as I am. I feel, I feel like most of the voice actors just in general are pretty high energy. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I'm sure that they have to Jack turn in like line. Yeah. Line after Jack Quaid is line. like at a 15 at all times. Who passed 11. <laughs> this dial goes all the way to 15. That's He's a top always dialed up. Even in, even in, um, even I guess in uh, the boys, he's kind of dialed up. Yes. Yeah. Like, I just feel like that's who he is as a person. <laughs> you know, it's a weird thing that's like, I don't know, maybe it's me, but he kind of looks like the studlier version of Pacey from Dawson's Creek. The, you know? I mean, I'm, I just think he looks like his dad. Jeans, man. Yeah. Jeans are a hell of a thing. So that, that's yeah. Jerry O'Connell, right? <laughs> or is that the other guy? That, Jack Wade's best Boimler. Oh, Boimler. Boimler is yeah. Jack Wade. His father is Dennis. Yeah. And, right, right, right. and if you know, now that you know that you, when you see him, you're just going to see Dennis Quaid and his mom's Meg Ryan. So hmm. he's got good genes. He's yeah, got good sure. genes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe um, a return to lower deck season one would be in order before lower deck season two. Most definitely. I mean, we got to rewatch it. And um, I think there's just enough time here because the first episode comes out when we're at, that convention norm so yeah i probably won't even really watch it till i get home i i don't know for me i like to sit down and have a nice meal or you know a nice glass of whatever while i enjoy it so um i mean for all we know they might have a special showing or whether at the convention i don't know yeah, i don't, that's I don't true. know that's true so maybe yeah definitely rewatching it before the the visit there is a good idea other than that i think um we've got a chance to see now with the, they're kind of split up you know some of them are on one ship some of them are on another so mm-hmm. I'm a real big shift guy, and I'd love to see some of those things. I don't know. Would you? I'm buy... excited to see more of the Titan because we haven't. We, I mean, yeah. we heard a lot about the Titan in the books, but we haven't yeah. seen a lot of the Titan. Particularly because I, I have the Titan in the game, and I haven't played it yet. So I kind of want to see what it's all about, how it moves, how the animators move it. I'm just kind of a nerd like that when it comes to ships, and I think you and John know that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, so there's an opportunity to see that. And I think you said somebody from Star Trek online's in the chat. So I, I just kind of called out that I just finished my rise of dailies right before this. So, Oh, crushing dailies, man. You're my man. (laughs) That's Nick. Nick is, uh, Uh, is from cryptic and works on Star Trek online. It's an MMO. So you have your dailies, right? So (laughs) yeah, that's the grind, baby. That's the grind, right? Here's what I want. Here's what I want from this is what I want for you. I'm not sure if you're a fan of USS Doritos, but this is what I want. Eagle Moss to make. I want them to make the USS Cerritos. I think that's going to happen, but I also want them to make a very special stand. That's the alien that's sucking the nacelle. I love that alien at the opening. Oh, the craze. one in the intro. Yeah. Or oh. that alien is just sucking on the warp nacelle, but that's yeah. like the perfect stand. So you just pop that in there, right? It's a two for one. <laughs> it's a total win. And that's right? how they it's do it. It's a total it win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need a special stand. I don't know. Out, that, I'm just putting that, it out. That, there. Now that you mentioned that, there should be a an enterprise with a green hand, dude. Holding up, dude. Right? Oh no! Oh my god! Where's Where's Ben? Oh, we got a we got a a, a vote of confidence here from John Cooley Norm with a big yes, John. If you know people, let's make this happen. Also, the green hand stand. That's what Eagle Moss should make. Here. They should make custom stands for ships like that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel. Like, I mean, I, I feel like at some point they might run out of ships, but also now we have all this new material. Maybe they won't. But yeah, that's green hand. That's also, also in uh, at the end of Beyond in the credits in the end credits. You see the green hand. 
know what they should also do? There's another idea. Also make a Lucite block that you can put the constitution class in and then pull it out at the same time. So it's a stand that's just a Lucite block. But but the ship isn't trapped in there. Yeah, paging Ben Robinson. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right, keep the ideas flowing. I want 10% off the top if they make those. Right, trademark here, Mission Log Live. And I guess I'll get 10% off the price. Right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Put in the code green hand for your 10% right. off discount. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts, Dave, before we let you go? Uh, not really. I, I, I think we're about to head into another, you know, hopefully string of Star Trek like we did last year. Um, yeah, yeah. Lower Decks is always a great lead in. I always enjoy that. Um, I think there's a lot of comedy in there. There's a little bit of comedy in the other shows. I just did a rewatch at trials and tribulations. So I know there's a lot of comedy in all the Star Trek shows, but I think, you know, we need it. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Things have been a little bit too serious lately. So, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that the comedy of lower decks came at, uh, the exact right time. Yeah. And I think that's something that's, you know, like missing in these, these shorter season formats, you know, with discovery and Picard, you know, they have a very specific story to tell. Uh, we've talked about this on, on mission log on Patreon. And we've talked about how, there, there isn't enough room sometimes in these condensed format series that uh, have those padding episodes that can like explore like some some more comedic elements or take characters like out of their normal daily narrative routine, so to speak. So it's nice to have something like this where it's like, you know what, I just want something light. I want something that's easily digestible. I want something that's funny. I want something that I could just kind of like just escape into, like even more so than just my regular fandom, like something that's completely uh, askew right of something that you would like normally think about in star trek which is just high comedy high jinks high energy everything fun right yeah that's what i think a lot of highs in that a lot of highs in that high bars high bars yeah (laughs) (laughs) all these things i'm insane just like dude you got to get lay off the coffee no you're out of 15 good for you sir i am it yeah i dialed that up <laughs> I turned that into the highest number, make you know, make fifteen the highest number on my. Uh, That's what we call a callback, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in that good old Eastern time zone. You're doing really good, Norm. So I'm surprised I'm he's not asleep. You know? I'm, I'm good for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have dailies to grind too. Um, uh, you know, speaking gaming here, uh, I just I did the like literally like the dumbest thing ever and started a new MMO, Final Fantasy fourteen. I am so enthralled with the story and I have to grind dailies, you know, to achieve certain things. I love, like you love ships and probably in Star Trek online, you have to grind to like get better ship designs. Now I'm making, you know, there's my Star Trek reference in my story for, for gaming, but yeah. And in in all MMOs, it's all about the ships or it's all about your mounts, right? It's all about the the stuff that you just want to like, you know, fly around in and look cool in. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I love Star Trek Online, and I, I got started five years ago. I wasn't even one of the early adopters. I got started five or six years ago, actually, and mm-hmm. so I, I'm already way up there, but I'll never start another MMO. It's just so draining, right? And so this one just yeah. happens to be the content I'm really into. So if you're just deciding on a whim to start another MMO, you're, you're serious. You're an advanced guy. So No, I, awesome. no I, I'm an unemployed guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. In a sense, well, I'm more of a freelance guy, so I I, I kind of like uh, use my time unwisely sometimes. But that's what MMOs do. I started I started uh, the Star Trek Online game when it uh, had that. Remember the the very nice package it came in with that, that really nice brushed brass Delta. 
that was like oh, that's when I started. I have that yeah. in my truck. I have that like in the ceiling in my truck. That thing was amazing. <laughs> it was a it was the deluxe collector's edition. Uh, you also got like two or three different ship skins. I think yeah. I like played for I crushed that thing for like three or four months. I went to like lower rear admiral in my ship, the USS Valjean. Oh, it was so awesome, so awesome. And then, um, and then Warcraft sucked me in again, as Warcraft usually does. So you had the Valjean. Was it a Maki Raider? No, unfortunately, no. I always like my because you could name your ship and you could name this registry number. It was the USS Valjean and um, NCC two four six zero one. Ah, yes, of course, of course, of right? Course. Yes, I actually have the Maki Raider, and I haven't really gotten into it yet. I have all these ships that I've built up, and I just haven't really played them yet. So. I don't know. I'm going to take this laptop that I'm on with you right now. I'm going to take it to Vegas. And don't do on. it, dude. Don't do it. Don't bring a game to Vegas. They're going to miss out on the, the masquerade and all that stuff. Okay. Unless you want to burn the midnight oil. It's like, you know, I don't want to sleep. So I'm just going to play video. Yeah. I'm going to grind my well, I've been to this convention a lot. And I, I was just worried that maybe, oh, there'll be some time in the room or whatever. But if you're yeah. gaming, you're not buying me drinks. Wow. You see, then there's priorities here. You have, to do, my, you have to do my dailies. Sure. I could just pull up <laughs> my room number and say charge it to the room number. Or nightlies, for that matter. <laughs> There's no time. In uh, I'll buy, Norm, I'll buy you a drink. I'll buy you a drink. Okay, good enough. You, one single well, drink. Yeah. You guys know that there were times in Las Vegas that there was one year that I didn't sleep for 48 hours straight. Wow. It can be done. It can I be mean, done. I don't, I don't <laughs> advise it. I was working for a lot of that, but I don't. That, yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of tired where your teeth like feel tired, right? You Probably, know, like, oh yeah. God. Take a nap. I got really loopy. <laughs> it can happen. Right about hour twenty three, I'll just my it'll automatically shut off. So for me, I could never do the forty eight. Yeah. Properly motivated. Properly motivated. You can you can you can burn that you can burn that last uh, warp plasma in the engines if you have true, to. True. Right. Well, sorry we won't see you there this time, Holly, but uh, I'm thinking of going to that Chicago one, too, so that sounds like that'll be a lot of fun. Chicago in August from a weather standpoint. April, right? Sh- well, Chicago in August from from just purely based on weather sounds much funner than Vegas in August. You wa- I mean, you've walked outside the convention hall in vegas in august and it's like walking into an oven it's so uncomfortable so i know although one time it was raining like crazy so you know it's part of oh, the i remember that year yeah. it's part of the experience though i mean you walk out of you walk out of the convention center and you're right into vulcan yeah right? it's yeah i mean let's go I, I, we're gonna go to delta vega instead i mean i i've never been to chicago but i've been told like in april there might still be snow on the ground I'm like, well, that's uh, a complete 180. I did a I did a layover at O'Hare in March, and there was snow, so maybe it depends on the time in April. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you there, my friend. Yeah, we'll see you there, and enjoy the rest of your show. All right, thanks, Dave. Thanks for calling in. Bye. All right. No, Chicago. I'm excited about Chicago. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. What are you looking forward to most at that convention? Um, I think I'm looking forward to, I mean, again, they've, they've already done, they've done one show already, but, you know, doing one show is very different than the amount of shows that creation have done. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to sort of a different perspective on how the convention is executed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
like a like a format or a flow or like just the way it's all presented yeah because i you know i feel like i have not been on the cruise but i've helped plan the cruise before and i feel like even that is a is sort of a different take um i'm really hoping that they that they continue that repop continues sort of the stem programming that we started doing um you know i had phil plate come in the year that we right after the convention, there was going to be an eclipse at, like literally like a week after. And uh, Phil Plate, who is the bad astronomer, for those of you guys who don't know, um, he had like an existing presentation and I really rallied to get him there to put this, to put that. They continued doing all of this STEM stuff even after I left CBS, which I was very happy about. You know, there was one year that they had a woman that did um, a whole presentation on space law, which is a thing. And I was like, that's going to be, maybe that's going to be super boring. And it was so interesting. I bet. So I hope that they continue that. You know, I've also had guys come out from JPL at, uh, you know, NASA Jet Propulsion Lab up, up here in Pasadena, just north of me. Um, so, you know, I hope that they continue doing that because I love that stuff. And I think that it's the right audience. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just so they cover stuff like like eminent domain in space, like going out there and claiming things as as like you know un- under the banner of someone's nationalism. Yeah, and she was specifically she was mostly talking about the moon because mm-hmm. that's sort of the only place we've been. I mean, we've been to Mars, but not really. We've sent robots we to Mars, yeah. as far as we know. Um, yeah, but it was a, it was a really interesting panel. I really love because I, I feel like most of the people that go to the conventions are already science minded. And I do recall people being sort of surprised that that kind of programming was doing so well. And I was like, I don't know why you're surprised. Like, these are the kinds of people that come to like, why it's a sci-fi show. Why They're science minded. That's why they're watching it. Yeah. So that's, that's my biggest thing for Chicago. Like, I really want them to, because I, I think that the things that are obvious, like, obviously they're going to have actors, obviously they're going to have, you know, directors, producers, composers, um, that's, I feel like that's the norm, but I, I, I love STEM stuff. I want to have, um, I'm hoping to have, and this is just kind of like, I'm putting it out there. I'm hoping to have a discussion, um, if she's there with, uh, a Dr. Aaron McDonald, because I have yeah. my, I have my whole threshold theory and it, oh, I've, sh- I've like done like all of this research on like quantum singularity and superposition. Yeah. I mean, she's the science advisor for the entire franchise. Like she'll be there. Yeah. So I just, I want to show her how unprepared I am to talk about it, but how enthusiastic I am to talk about it. Are you going to dial it to a 15? I am. I'm going to take it to at least a 15.2 at least <laughs> because I, I, I love watching threshold. Maybe it's because so many people don't, but it's because I, I see like the theory and what happened, you know, and it's not just about like the lizard babies and kind of like the really quick, you know, resolution at the end, but the possibility of going to, Transwarp and then entering this quantum state of superposition where Paris was everything and everywhere at the same time and seeing his consciousness explode into every single molecule and every single permutation of existence in time. I know. I was, I'm really excited. I've like read papers on this stuff and I have no real interest in quantum theory or physics or anything like that. It's just this particular topic that I'm totally infatuated with. And I hope she's there and I hope you get to talk. I'm sure she'll be there. I'm sure she'll so be too. there. So that's yeah. out there. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Are you manifesting it? 
that's my big wish. I am, I'm, I'm willing it into the universe and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to enter my trans warp state and make it happen. I'm going to solidify that in my thoughts. <laughs> okay. That's what happens when I think about threshold. <laughs> I don't know. Just, threshold is such a wacky episode. It is. It's wacky. And I, I think it, I can't wait to do it for mission log. Cause I'm going to ask John, like, we got to do this in a two-parter. We're going to do oh, it in the action. We're, well, we're going to do it in the, we're going to, we're going to cover it in like the one hour segment that we have. And then I, I'm be- Egging him's like, let me do a supplemental. Let me do a supplemental on the papers that I've written so far for myself on it. Okay. I know. Yeah. No, I look forward <laughs> to it. All right. Uh-oh. Okay. I thought we, okay, you paused for a second. I'm like, no. Uh, but we are at the end. We are at we the are end at of the this end. episode. And I hope everyone has had a good time kind of like getting reintroduced to like what we're doing and what we're talking about and the energy that we're going to bring to the back half of this year because we are... We're, we're encroaching on August and uh, we are in closing to the closing third quarter into the fourth quarter. A lot of stuff happens between now and the end of the year. You know, you have holiday season, you have a lot of, well, like I said, you know, convention travel is starting to happen again. Uh, people are starting to burn the last days of their vacation. And, and then, you know, September rolls around and you have school and then you have sports, you have all these different events that take all, of, all your time. And then we get new Star Trek. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot that we're going to talk about, and we're so excited to be back here in the chairs for you and uh, talking to you and seeing you all here. This is a fantastic community. Everyone in the chat has been so fantastic. The, the comments have been coming a mile a minute. That they, the, the comment section has been dialed up to a 15, I think. <laughs> is that, that the be... theme for tonight? I guess yeah. we made that the theme. Dial it to a 15, folks. Dial it to a 15. Someone make that a T-shirt. Um, and give it to Holly next time you see her in Chicago. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dial it to a 15. Um, there's one thing, though, I think that we, we wanted to get to. I, I was wondering if you could just touch on um, the Daily Star Trek news note that we had. Oh, yeah, because Daily, Daily Trek news. Shout out to those folks. Mm-hmm. So we've, there's, there's a few things that have come out in the last week or so. So there's going to be a book, the Book of Grudge, which I feel like most people know. That's the kitty. The mm-hmm. kitty. Yeah. In Discovery. Disco Space Cat. Uh, also, Playmates has the license back for Star Trek. So we're going to get more Playmates toys, which is a blast from the past. I mm-hmm. think a lot of old school Trekkies have like at least one little Playmates toy, right? Warehouses <laughs> of them. Um, yeah. This is exciting for me. Also, Star Trek Four for the 30th anniversary, 35th anniversary. Uh, Fathom Events is doing some screenings in theaters. Um, I'm sort of sad that it's still kind of in the middle of COVID, um, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think it's great. I think it's great. I think that if you feel safe and you feel uh, comfortable going to one of those events, I did the Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan event. So with, did I. With, with, with William Shatner. I did that in New Jersey with uh, my best friends, Todd and his, his brother, Russ. These guys I've known for years. Uh, I apologize to anyone who was in that crowd because I took that, I took my participation to the next level. I MST 3K that to a 15, like big time. And the people, <laughs> the people that were around me, I'm not sure if they appreciated my passion for that movie. Well, I mean, they're in the theater with you watching it. I hope I, they would I, appreciate it. I know. I know. I did the whole thing. It's like, you know, sir, our shields are dropping. Raise them. I can't. Where's the override? I mean, I did the whole thing and people are just turning around like what? If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you can't get on this level, I don't know why you're in this theater. 
but that's where I was after like five, 10 fingers of whiskey. That was that night. Oh, that's a lot of whiskey. I would be blacked out. Yeah, what else could <laughs> it was a good time. Anywho, um, thank you so much for being here, Holly. It was a, it's, it's a pleasure to see you again. Really. Is. Too. Thank you for inviting me back. I, it's always fun to talk about Star Trek for an hour. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anyone can filibuster like this kind of stuff, I know that you can filibuster this kind of stuff. <laughs> That's just because I have random information. <laughs> but it's good. You got to let that stuff out like the pensive. You know, oh, I mean, in, uh, in any other aspect of life, most of it is useless. So I'm glad that I have an outlet in which it's like, oh, that's interesting. Thanks, guys. Well, well tonight it was absolutely pivotal, monumental, <laughs> useful. Uh, Mission Log Live is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. Technical production on Mission Log Live is done by the Insouciant Bill Green. I didn't oh, like that's that. The, yeah, all right. That's a word. Yeah, I believe it's French. Uh, be sure to visit podcast.roddenberry.com for the latest from Roddenberry Podcasts. And if you'd like to support Mission Log directly, give us a look at patreon.com slash mission log. Thank you to everyone who joined us live here and turned it up to a 15 or will join us later. You only get a 14. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We look forward to talking with you next week. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.